Welcome to Have the Edge podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs. Every week we share content to add value to you and your business. Today we will discuss a topic that you do not want to miss. Your hosts today are experienced coaches, speakers and trainers from Have the Edge. Please check out business services we offer by visiting www.havetheedge.org. Are you an entrepreneur? Visit our website to subscribe to Entrepreneur Space. Hi, everyone, and welcome to your Sunday <laughs> live. <laughs> Let's just give it a couple of seconds, as always, because it's buffering. I'm never sure whether it started recording or not. Ah, and it looks like we're live right now, right this second. So the subject for today's live is pivoting your business during the pandemic. And today with me, I have got Alejandro, Vasudev and Monjoti. So I'm actually going to go straight to the subject and I'm going to go with this to Alejandro. So Alejandro, explain to everyone a little bit more what you mean by pivoting your business during the pandemic and uh, perhaps you can give us some examples. Sure. I mean, it's, um, you know, uh, well, first of all, I mean, it's always, uh, I would like to start by saying that it is a great pleasure and delight for me, I mean, to be surrounded, I mean, with uh, a group of um, a great leaders and uh, game changers. You know, it's amazing, but when we are together, it's, um, it's like, I mean, we, we take our thoughts out of the box. I mean, for everybody else, I mean, to, uh, uh, to enjoy and what a great uh, opportunity to discuss um, uh, relevant topics, I mean, to the, to the business world. And, um, and pivoting is one of those. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, it doesn't matter where you are in the world because this, um, this pandemic um, uh, has, uh, has taken, I mean, is not, um, uh, th- there are no exceptions. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. I mean, you have been affected, I mean, by this, uh, by this uh, pandemic. And certainly businesses have. And um, let me just start by um, stating what what is a kind of a definition of what uh, pivoting is all about. Um, There there are two that I found. One says that pivoting um, is a shift. Well, hello, uh, (laughs) Rick. Hi, Rick. Hey, so 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 good that you're joining us. I mean, um, no, you but, don't even um, want to know. You just don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I started to log in twenty minutes ago. Uh, well, oh, that, well, that's good. Hey, by, by the way, I mean we are already live, and uh, and um, uh, it's. I mean, it's great that you are with us. But as as I was saying, um, one one of the definitions of pivoting is a shift. Uh, that a business does uh, to go from where they are to a new strategy in the, in the business. Um, and the second definition, which um, I like is, it says pivoting is a lateral, a lateral move that creates enough value for the customer and the business to share. So basically, um, if, if a business has been doing, uh, has been, has been uh, active and because of a crisis or because of a pandemic in this case, um, the business has been slowing down, mm-hmm. um, uh, then of course the idea of pivoting is to say, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to perhaps create a new product entirely? I mean, that could be a pivot. Um, it could be perhaps, um, are we going to make a feature of an existing product, a new product, I mean, to, to offer, that could be another pivot. Um, uh, perhaps later on in the conversation, um, I have some examples, perhaps one example that I read uh, was uh, the the story of Spotify? I mean, the um, uh, I mean, you're familiar with Spotify. Spotify. I mean, they uh, stream zo- songs and and you can you can subscribe to to their app. But Spotify, they have um, a free version, so people 
can they don't have to pay they can listen to songs but they have to um listen also to a, a great deal of advertisements and you know i mean if you go to the pay version then you eliminate those and and and, and spotify thought that in this pandemic um that could be uh, because the advertisements were going to increase but at, at they they got it a little bit wrong because with 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 the pandemic the level of advertisement went down so they were not getting a lot of revenue from advertisers and so what they decided to do is to now start um uh, in addition to music they started um allowing people to podcast and they started their whole uh, division of podcasting uh, in addition to music. And of course, there are other examples, for instance, uh, a good example of pivoting uh, is when it comes to restaurants. Restaurants are good at pivoting in, in times of crisis. But um, uh, l let me ask somebody else in the group, I mean, what, I mean, do you, do you know of any other examples, I mean, of companies that uh, have actually pivoted or they are perhaps in the process of pivoting right now. Yeah, well, one of them actually, as you were as you were talking, Alejandro, I thought about was the Brew Dog, which is a brewery of um, alcoholic beverages, and they actually uh -huh. instead of uh, producing brew, they switched to actually manufacturing hand sanitizer. So that was an incredible pivot, and they've done really, really well as a result of that. And they started it very early on in the pandemic. So that's a good example. But I would like to actually go to Vaz and see what his take on, on the, the whole subject of pivoting your business during the pandemic. So Vaz, over to you. Yeah, you know, interestingly, um, <clears throat> I have my first, my first life, which ended last year, was a consultant in the IT field. Mm. I used to meet a lot of clients who were looking at digital transformation. And that was a big subject where a lot of CIOs were struggling to transform their business to digital. Mm. And this pandemic suddenly has made what was very, very difficult, seemingly easy, but it, it has not been easy but it has been compulsive. So everybody had to focus on becoming digital. And one of the recent examples that I see is I was trying to get in touch with uh, a teacher who teaches astrology. Um, and he conducts classes across India and it was very difficult to travel for me to attend one of his programs. And I kept telling him, digitize your content. It, it is very easy to reach out to people. He just would not pay heed to it. And now he's forced to, he has digitized his content. And from 20, 30 students in a batch, he has five, 600 students in one level, which is online. So you see this pivoting, is a response to a stimulus. And the stimulus has been an extremely um, <laughs> strong one. You cannot neglect it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I, I would agree with you then. What I would say, if the businesses didn't pivot, they probably don't have a business anymore. Don't have a business, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and again, it's very similar to adaptability, something that we've discussed before in one of our previous lives with uh, some of you. So I will go to um, Rick. Hey, Rick, and welcome, by the way. <laughs> well done for, for having sound tech, uh, for having no technical issues, shall I say, because I was half expecting you not to have the sound working. So well done. Uh, so what's your take, Rick? So here, here is my favorite pivot story. Oh. Have you guys heard of the Fisher Body Company? The Fisher Body Company. Fisher. If you if you drove or your parents drove or you sat in or you saw one pass by any GM car, General Motors car, from the 1950s until the 1980s, probably before the, the 50s even, 
All the General Motors cars, the bodies were made by the Fisher Body Company. And on the door sill of the doors, Vast, you know what I'm talking about. On the door sill of the doors, they had their logo. Anybody know what the logo is? You know what the logo is, but I don't. I, I don't have an idea of what what a Fisher's logo is. Oh, can you see it? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I think yes. Yes. Uh huh. What is that? It's a stagecoach. Ah. They built the best stagecoaches in the country in the late 1800s. They decided somebody was forward looking and said, you know, they got this new contraption coming out now. It's called an automobile. And maybe we should get a piece of that market. And they decided, even though they're making the best stagecoaches there are, they could have stayed with that mental model. Hey, we're the best. We're going to stay the best. But no, they said, we're going to pivot to something else because there's a new technology emerging and we want to be a part of it. If you try to find the Fisher Body Company now, they're not even making cars anymore. They are making specialty metals for the aerospace industry. Wow. They have pivoted again in a major way. So this is, this is my favorite pivot company story. Well, that's incredible, Rick. That's, and what's interesting is that they they actually been switching from one industry to another completely yes. it wasn't even creating a new product it was completely switching up what they were doing yeah and that's so interesting so i'll, I'll go to monjoti hey monjoti hi anna thank you so much uh i was so looking forward to this session because you know it's it's so much fun to be with you guys as usual right and to just you know bounce back ideas and then just break apart things you know and just go on and on and on so i was looking forward to this so uh, agree with all of you and i think so i want to talk about pivoting uh, as a mindset to start off uh, so pivoting as a mindset is about breaking through uh, our default hardwiring of believing in the fact that past equals to future means the way it used to work is the way it's going to work you know of, of of staying with the existing mental models business models because the rules have changed right it's like um i'm i'm this sort of profession and since uh, you know there's a pandemic i cannot you know my business is gone but can you learn a new skill set that you can offer. Of course you can, there are so many skill sets. So that's a new way to frame uh, your thinking. And other thing is, you know, through, through, through the back door, sort of, you know, sort of without our awareness, slowly uh, the boundaries, the physical boundaries of, you know, I'm in this country, I'm in this city, I'm in that country, that city, I can do business in this city because I'm here. Those, those boundaries have, disappeared at many levels because it's like one world that's a marketplace because everybody is within reach and because everybody is uh, uh, on the internet and everybody is uh, looking for services everybody is looking for support everybody is looking for consumption everybody is looking for entertainment and if the service providers step up you know that might even mean you learning a new skill or you polishing a skill that you were uh, you know, you were a beginner at in the beginning, but now you have actually mastered it so that you can offer that to others. And third thing is, if you say that I'm not tech savvy, you know, it's all technology, it's all internet savvy and things like that, you know, uh, fortunately we are at a stage where technology has an advanced to a degree that it's very easy to get acquainted to new technologies. For example, it's, it doesn't take a lot to learn how to do a Zoom call. It doesn't take a lot to learn how to book meetings in a calendar, how to set up your calendar. It's just a few minutes here and there. And it doesn't, and you have courses and materials and mentors and all these people available. So makes use of all the resources that are available and uh, expand your thinking. There are new resources, the rules have changed. That does not mean that, you know, businesses won't work. The way you do business has changed. Everybody's within your reach. No matter which part of the world you are, you can reach out to any other person in any part of the world and offer them the service or value that uh, you want to offer. And that, now, that will require flexibility in your thinking. So, now, uh, Monjoti, is, is, isn't that amazing that 
you just said something and it's uh, uh, the internet uh, has been responsible for just doing away with geographic boundaries. It's amazing that when 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 people were doing, and perhaps, I mean, they will in the future, but uh, they're doing things in, 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 in a physical form, then um, if you had to give a presentation in, in, in somewhere, then you had to go get on a plane and fly and, and then get there and stay in a hotel, then all the, all the logistics that were uh, going behind that. But now everything is just going into the one global platform calling the, called the internet and uh, a platform called Zoom. And then you can, you can be in the comfort of your home and you can reach people on the other, well, even, I mean, the example is right now. I mean, Anna, Anna, Anna is in Jersey. Um, uh, Vas and you, majority. I mean, you're both in 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 India, in different parts. Um, uh, Rick is in uh, in uh, in the Emirates, in uh, in Abu Dhabi. I am in in Georgia, in the United States. And look at that. I mean, there are no boundaries. I mean, I we are all here. I mean, I it is just unbelievable. That. Alejandro, I was actually yes. about to say that because that really. Uh, blurring of the boundaries in terms of where we are geographically located has definitely been taken away and what business model for have the edge has always been working with the local community of the best trainers and coaches all of a sudden the companies are more open to mm -hmm. receive the actual training and coaching packages for their business through online modules therefore my business model has changed it doesn't have to be anymore uh, you know coaches and trainers committed to a certain area um, because the best coaches are out there for further away you guys the best trainers because um that's that's how we can deliver the best business coaching and training packages because all of a sudden it doesn't matter where you are um so i think i think have the edge has actually pivoted during the pandemic as well and and there is this benefit of yes we are tied to our laptops. However, geographically, we have got much wider reach. And of course, yes. as a result of it, um, we're cutting down the time that we're spending, obviously traveling, uh, the cost of traveling and everything else that we had prior to this new normal. So if you had to give the biggest advice for businesses struggling to pivot right now, what would it be, Rick? Sorry, I put you on the spot there. <laughs> Well, it, there's there's a pivoting out of necessity and there's a pivoting, a strategic pivoting. The Fisher Body Company did strategic pivoting. Most of us now in this age, because the pandemic was so unforeseen, are, are doing it out of necessity. So the, the advice I would have for companies that are trying to deal with this or do what you have to do now and, and get through this set of circumstances, but then always be looking for the next set of circumstances and be thinking about what, what, what do we need to do in our companies? What do, where do we need to strengthen either our, our skill set or our mindset so that we can face the next one with a minimal disturbance? There will always be disturbance yeah. and we'll, we'll never with any sense of accuracy be able to totally predict it. But we can prepare by having by having process in place to deal with the unforeseen or the unknown. Mm. That is that that. So is that's very that's true. not very specific, but it's it's more of an approach to pivoting. Mm. No, totally. And uh, I've read this book for the for the life of me right now. I cannot remember the name of it, but I'll look it up as we are talking in this session. It was about um, two people who want to. Um, uh, to be the first ones to actually reach the North Pole and how they prepared and, and, and one person um, hasn't anticipated all the troubles, hasn't had a buffer in case things go wrong and that played a major part in one, one expedition actually freezing to death and another one getting there and back on exact day and time that they actually planned to be back, to be there and back and certainly what you are saying is being prepared for the future disturbances, you know, 
couldn't be more right than that. You know, always prepare for the unexpected. You know, always have a buffer of, of uh, resources available to you in case, um, you know, the storm comes. So that's a great advice. What about the rest of you guys? Who has got any great advices um, for businesses that are... No, well, I, think I have... Okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. It's okay. Just go ahead. I mean, what, what I wanted to say was briefly is that um, <laughs> let's, also, let's also look at pivoting not from uh, exclusively the, the the vantage point that companies pivot during a crisis or during a pandemic, um, but uh, what happens if if everything goes okay uh, in the world, let's say globally, um, there are situations that a business, even without an external crisis, needs to pivot because internally they are slowing down or perhaps i mean they reach a plateau or because um they they want to perhaps innovate and those situations are also pivoting even if there is nothing externally that is forcing them to pivot so yes, let's, let's also consider that um, aspect of pivoting and i would add to that as well and it's also being aware of your environment at all times so that you know when is the right time to pivot and one of those factors in the environment is competition you know always be aware of what your competitors are doing so that you're pivoting That's at right. the right moment but baz what did you what did you want to say over to you so I wanted to take a peek in the history and, and look at organizations that have pivoted, who have made it well. Organizations, those have not pivoted. So if you take the last 20, 30 years, there have been many inflection points in the world. Internet has been one right one very big inflection point yeah. so if you take a company like kodak oh yeah <laughs> all of us all of us grew up with kodak cameras right where are they in the camera industry today <laughs> so, that's so a take, good question yeah you take nokia nokia was one of the i i was a proud owner of a nokia phone so, so when the phone rang, my son was young and he was so excited, he went and dropped it in a bucket of water and he was so thrilled that the phone was blinking as it was inside the water. So all I did was remove the phone and blew it just by my mouth, put it back and it started working. Speaker made some garbling noise for a day and then it became okay. Such a, such a great technology organization. Where are they today? Was a hey, hey, vast was the uh, was the Nokia phone the, uh, the the ones that you just flip over? No, I mean, uh, no. What this this <laughs> is a classic model called the three three one zero. I had thirty four. I think I remember zero. that. Yes, <laughs> I still preserve <laughs> that phone, phone, and it it's a it's an awesome <laughs> phone. I've dropped it from second floor. Nothing has happened. Oh my goodness, Vaz, you experimented with that phone like no one else you've ever spoken to. No, you it, dropped it, it in was a an accident. Yeah. I he mean, a phone is a phone and expense is an expense. Nobody throws their phone from second floor. You right? did? But it, accidentally it fell off. Oh, okay. Now, so, so I, I ran... now I, have, I have a question for you. Um, would you mind going to uh, making a trip to uh, Cupertino in California, where uh, Apple headquarters are yes. located, and and then and then do that demonstration? Because I'm sure that if you drop an iPhone from a second floor, it smashes into uh, uh, thousands and thousands of little pieces, <laughs> like my phone. Right. And it wasn't from right, the second right, right. floor either. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so back, back to back to pivoting, right? So pivoting is not a compulsive thing. It is, it is organic. Inflection points have been hitting our environment at a very frequent interval. And this inflection point of the pandemic has been global. That is what makes it so big. 
So, so the question is, who are the people who are pivoting? Apple, IBM, so many companies who have reinvented themselves have survived. Would you imagine IBM as a company 100 plus years old, still relevant? So, so we need to understand the, the culture, the psyche, the strategy, and the courage of an organization to pivot, Absolutely. right? And it's very important to understand what's the consequence of not pivoting. Mm. So I, go, I, I, I am very, uh, it's coming to me very um, highly that, you know, Edison went to a candle manufacturing company once he discovered his electric bulb. He was laughed at and said, we are world leaders. And do you know who that company is? The candle manufacturing company? Gamble. Mm. So, so they were the largest candle manufacturing company in the world. They were leaders. And when electric bulb was invented by Edison, he used to work in, uh, in, in Procter & Gamble. So he went to the organization and said, listen, this is what I have invented. Would you want to take it? They laughed at him. General Electric took his invention. And you know where General Electric is today? <laughs> so yes. opportunity strikes continuously. So it's, it's up to people to make that choice. And, and I liked what Manjoti said, it's the mindset of- And, and yes, and, 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 and I think also is the fact that uh, to your point, Vas, I think that it came very, very powerfully and clearly that it has to do, when you mentioned about opportunity, and you mentioned um, uh, the Kodak company and, and even um, a paper film uh, going to digital uh, photography. Fuji. Fuji. Uh, that's, I mean, that's right. Uh, so um, it's everything, I think that everything boils down. I think that the whole notion of and concept of pivoting then has a lot to do with the leadership of businesses. If the leadership is um, uh, very aware of what is going around and what the global trends are, and they get to pivot soon enough to make a difference, but everything is like, um, uh, and I'm gonna say, I mean, something that Rick is very, very familiar with, I mean, from John Maxwell, that everything falls and rises on leadership. Anything that happens is on leadership and pivoting is no exception to the degree of effectiveness uh, that leaders have on different companies. So, so Alejandro, I, I want to take a second here and differentiate leadership, yes is very crucial to making choices. However, let's take example of Apple. I was Apple about used to, to make to great there. <laughs> Apple used to make great products, right? Have been, uh, have been innovative and that was the ethos of Steve Jobs mm. and he has been an innovator. Mm. So when the iPhone came, and it became popular. I think after two years after iPhone became popular, I heard an interview of Steve Jobs in one of the tech um, uh, channels. And he was asked this question, what kind of research did you do to arrive at the product specifications that you got? He said, research? No, <laughs> no, I don't believe. Time. <laughs> So, so he said, what, what can people tell me? If I ask them, tell me how good can the keyboard become? They will tell me something that is better than what is today. If I had to transform, I had to take an idea, incubate the idea and transform with the product. 
the entire mindset of people. What happened? So he, there was a phone as a device. There was a palm talk, which was a calendaring instrument, which also used to do some web thing. And then you had a pod, iPod, or uh, or Sony had its Walkman or whatever. Those three devices were there. So he merged these three into one. That is how iPhone became such a sensation. So now for this, it is leadership. However, it is leading the environment also. Hmm. It's not just limited to following the environment, but to lead the environment to follow you. Mm, that's the that story. is most powerful pivot. Right? That is, that is quite thing. powerful, actually. That's a very, very counterintuitive way to look at look at it yeah. i actually wanted to share like the practical uh, <laughs> steps <laughs> no, <a> chance, <laughs> to... <laughs> what is it? i'm just kidding i'm just kidding we started talking at the same time go ahead okay uh okay so i wanted to share like a practical uh steps that we can use probably a very basic blueprint that we can use to pivot let's say because now we are in the middle of the pandemic what do we do so I think the first step would be whatever services we, we have been offering, is there a way to convert them into a package that is transferable through internet? The, the, do we need to learn new skills to change the uh, offering? Or do we need to completely pivot into a new industry? Is it possible? Is it impossible? Is it impossible? Why? <laughs> because so many people do it, look for models. So how can we convert whatever we were offering in the offline world to a model that will work in the current reality, either through internet or in a restricted face-to-face uh, -face interaction uh, you know, uh, model? Second thing is, what's the need? What's, what's the demand? Because demands, demands might have changed as well because of the pandemic. You know, people that, you know, stuff that people were looking for earlier may not, they may not be looking for anymore. So what are people looking for? What do they need? So can we meet that demand with our changed offering and transfer it uh, over internet through video or email or a downloadable course or PDF or a mix of that or create a new medium? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then what's the demand? And second, third thing is how do we reach out? How do we market? How do we reach out to all these people? Maybe we have to use social media. Maybe we have to use Instagram. How do we use maybe ads? I don't know what anything about ads. Who knows? Let's find them. Let's collaborate. So these are some basic uh, building blocks of uh, pivoting. But I think the most important, most important, last one, model the ones who have pivoted. Not just in history, of course, from history also. Right now, people are pivoting at levels that is beyond belief. Hmm. People have gone from this to this. How did they do it? They also acquired new skills completely out of the box. An architect became a musician, a musician became a techie, a techie became a, I don't know, coach. <laughs> and they did it and then they made it work. It's working. What, do, what did they do? They are humans, we are humans, let's learn from that. They know something we don't know. So model from the ones who are already doing it successfully. There's so many people who have established new successful businesses within the last few months just by figuring out this new uh, model of offering value in a different way. That starts with mindset, as Vaz mentioned, right? Opening your perspective. The rules have changed. Let's learn the new rules. Let's keep on continuing. If the, it doesn't work, change your strategy, try something else. If that doesn't work, change your strategy, try something else. And what if that doesn't work? Change your strategy again and try something else. How long do you do? As long as it takes. There's no magic formula. Yes, there is one thing that I want to I want to say about what Monjoti said. Because we also have to consider this. Um, you said, well, you have to keep pivoting and keep uh, making changes and keep um, uh, trying new things. And that all is very good. And I yeah. do agree with that, that, yeah. that you have to be creative in that way. But yeah. there, there's another aspect that we need to consider. And is the fact that how about if some companies, they, they get into that habit of pivoting very frequently and they do not give enough time for an idea or a new idea 
to begin to develop roots and to begin to see if it's going to work. Because sometimes the danger may come to pivot to, to something else, not having given it enough time to the previous idea to really manifest and to begin um, uh, providing uh, uh, results and, and, and fruits. You know, sometimes, I mean, we are very quick to remove a plant because what, what is happening, and then you don't give it enough time to, to grow. And so that is the other danger that uh, fast and frequently pivoting can bring to a business. Uh, do sure, you agree sure. or disagree? I wanted to, good, 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 good you brought this, Alejandro. What I wanted to say was, if you look at any business, a business is to make profits, right? Essentially, if you were to go down to the yeah. nuts of why a business is. Now, the, the business is making profits by providing value to its customers. Essentially, whatever be the mode, nuts and bolts, if you get to, that's what is happening. Now I borrow my friend's uh, philosophy. Time now is to look inward. Is to look inward and really see what is that which we are doing? How are we adding value to the client? Which means what are the needs of the clients? What are the desires of the clients? What are the pain points of the clients? Can I provide product or service that meets these desires and needs of pain points of my clients. And once I say that this is what I will do to solve their problem, then the question like Manjoti said on what's the model that I'm going to take. So it, it is, a, so this pandemic is the mother of all that have come in the last 30, 40 years. Absolutely I think post-World War II, I think this is one of the biggest inflection points that's hit globally. And therefore, it is very important for organizations to go to the grassroots levels of thinking on what are they doing, why are they doing, and then determine how they should do what they are doing so that the, the pivoting becomes practical. Otherwise, if they do not do this in this structured manner, they will keep pivoting for the sake of pivoting without knowing yeah. how to measure. And, and I can take examples. Yahoo, for example, right, has been a great organization. They're much before their time, but they were much before their time. So what happened? Their entire cash situation went in such a manner they couldn't sustain and and multiple times they tried to sell themselves off and didn't happen and now google came and took them over so it is also important to look at the timing so i mean adding to what manjot said these are also some structural things that one need to follow if you are looking and considering pivoting and pivoting is I think the most important thing is current environment. Absolutely. I think you like completed the whole spectrum, the other side of the spectrum of pivoting, which is basically the inner game. Inner game. And, yeah, inner game. That is, of course, very, very important. I, I want to, uh, uh, you know, answer to what uh, Alejandro spoke about, uh, you know, in, in terms of pivoting too quickly. So when I spoke about changing our approach, it, it's not really changing... Uh, the business model, it's the same model, but a different strategy. For example, when I'm talking about coaching, I'm in coaching, but I use this approach. Now I use that approach, you know, if it's not working and uh, there is no clear definition of what is the right timing to change your strategy, because that will, that will depend on what's your evaluation matrix, you know, how you're measuring your progress, how you're measuring, whether you're succeeding or failing. And it's very subjective. It varies from person to person. It varies from industry to industry. Right. And there is no right or wrong way, but yes, it, you need to give enough timeline for something to really flourish. And there is a right time. I think 
how do we find out what's the right time? Maybe look at other industries. You are in whichever industry you are in, where you have pivoted, look at other people who have been in that industry. How long it, did it take? What's the average timeline? Maybe it's like average is two years. If it's two years, then of course you have to stay in the game. But you know, if if but your evaluation metric is something else, and you tried and it's not working, and there's a better way to make this work, not changing the industry. Industry same, better strategy to make the business model work. I think then go for that. And it's a very subjective. <laughs> Thing. It's not, there is no right or wrong here, you know. So, Manjoti, leaders, leaders are people who yeah. have got this evaluation of timing right. Yeah. Either they have, either they have aligned to that timing yeah. or they have created the timing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And that's and, what happened with Apple, by the way. You forgot to mention this, Vaz. Um, because yeah. in 97, they were almost bankrupt uh, and Microsoft was a monopoly at the time. And I didn't want people to suspect that Apple is giving me a commission to speak about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's really interesting because they were almost bankrupt in 97 and Microsoft was really a monopoly at the time. And what happened? A lot of innovation happened because of Steve Jobs and they released the new iMac, which was a hit. Uh, and again, then they released MP3 player and all the other products like iPads and iPhones followed as a result of it. Uh, but they brought him back in because he was on the break and they pivoted the business with innovation. And, and actually, obviously, we now look at Apple and Microsoft and Apple is way ahead of Microsoft, uh, Microsoft over the last several uh, decades. So I thought well, that's what even... you were going to talk about when you started talking about Apple. And I was like, ah, damn, yeah. I was about to talk about this. But as a matter of fact, I mean, let's, 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 let's talk a little bit about Apple, because uh, even even we can we can see, at least I can see, uh, a change in what Apple used to be under the leadership of Steve Jobs, which I truly believe that he not only he was an exceptional leader, but he was uh, he was an innovator. He was a game changer. I mean, he changed really drastic things. Um, but um, but how after his passing, you know, Apple? Yes, they kept. I would say they kept growing bigger as a company and so forth. But let me ask you a question. How many products after, after Steve Jobs passed away, how many products Apple uh, came up with? I think that one, the, uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the watch, the Apple watch. And because that was that was the, the only thing that they that was well, all the only, design. Well, well, but, but the only thing that they had was the the uh, the um, uh, the iPhone, um, uh, the iPad, and the um, and the and the um, uh, um, Apple. I mean the the, the computers, the uh, the MacBook Pro and the iMacs and so forth. So that, but in terms of new products completely new products, uh, Apple has not done much. And now um, that's not a criticism, uh, but that's that's just looking at the company that look at when Steve Jobs was there, it was the iPhone, it was the, uh, the, the iPod. Do you remember the iPod? I mean, the different iPods. And, and, yeah, and so was it was a lot well. of innovation, but right now it's just, uh, it's just, trying to do the iPhone a little bit better every time. And, and then, uh, I mean, yes, every new edition of the iPhone is just the camera is so much better. I tell you one thing, I mean, the camera of the iPhone um, is just, I mean, if you want to take pictures, uh, it's, it's good enough. It's an excellent camera. I mean, they keep improving the camera. But yeah, okay, that's fine. But what is the innovation of a brand completely out of the box new product? I mean, that's 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 what the situation is. It's, it's very thoughts, interesting. Rick? What are your thoughts, Rick, on, on the whole Apple conversation that we're having? Do you own an iPhone? 
I do, actually. I own an iPhone I, and I own a, a Microsoft laptop. So I just, um, I, I, I mix and match my technologies. Oh, that's even um, more interesting I, then. And how I had do you an think... iPod back in the day when, when there were iPods till, till it got stolen. And then I was heartbroken because I had all my songs on it. But then I learned how to transfer all my iPod songs to my phone. So now I'm happy again. But I'm thinking that maybe the innovation is not in product. Maybe the innovation for Apple is in service. Maybe they're taking that product they had or the products they have and bundling them with other services, Apple TV, Apple this, Spotify, all that other stuff that Apple does. And I, I don't know the answer, but I'm just wondering if, if they're beyond product for now and maybe they're trying to consolidate around service do you know what you could be right because what i like about apple and owning apple products and not actually having anything microsoft is because it's all integrated so if you're for example you can have netflix app all you know all their apps that that we use to stream videos and to stream movies you can now have them within the apple tv so they're integrating all of those uh, into one device and, and certainly it's all synced with a phone. I can download files from files from my laptop. You know, I can write emails and attach stuff from my laptop on my phone and it work. it all works seamlessly. So I think, I think what you are saying makes total sense. And, um, the more they integrate all the devices and the more they integrate actually other applications and, and other services from other providers that we currently use into their devices, the more they will become a monopoly. Because if they can satisfy all your needs and integrate everything and make everything speak to one another, obviously the better it is for the consumer, the better it is for them. And again, uh, <laughs> they're monopolizing the market, as you said, you know, they have got the products, they're now creating, um, you know, connectivity between them. That's interesting. Now, do, do you think, do you think, Anna, that perhaps um, um, in, um, in 50 years from now, um, the world is going to have only two companies and everything else is just going to disappear. One company is going to be Apple and the other company is going to be Amazon. <laughs> Apple and Amazon, two companies only, well, and they will monopolize everything. Whatever you need, you can either go to Apple or you can go to Amazon. Funny and you that's should it. say that. Oh, and, and hold on, yeah. and Google, 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 Apple and Amazon, three companies. That's it. Do you know what? Funny you should say that because a friend of mine sent me the video and uh, I, I don't normally sort of like listen to those videos with, with uh, you know, conspiracy theories, uh, but she's a great friend. So I thought I better listen to it in case she asks me <laughs> if I liked it. So anyway, as I was listening to it, it was a 20 minute uh, video. And for the life of me now, I will not remember the guy who is some sort of professor and author who was being interviewed because at the time that they, when I started watching it, I didn't really pay much attention. But as it got to the middle and the end, it was really interesting what he was saying. He was saying that uh, very soon in the very near future, the politicians will lose the power and they will be sidelined and that the real um, you know, people controlling the world will be the ones who work in the Silicon Valley because everything is going towards internet being a go-to. Um, and there's some other stuff actually that you were talking about, about money not being the case anymore, that everything's gonna be digital very soon. Um, so it, it was interesting, but what you said just reminded me of that video. So I thought I will mention that. You never know. So I know one, one thing here which is important to yeah. notice is if, if you observe, development happens following the leap of the frog. <laughs> okay. So Elaborate, Raz. So, so for example, for example, IBM had a leap mm. and they were ahead for like 20 years. And then when the PC came, they, they, they consolidated their lead and then the Taiwanese Dell and Taiwanese lobby took over. So, so a product innovation, like if Apple has innovated, there are a lot of organizations that are filling the gap between the current and the leader. And soon the momentum will take them past the leader and the leader, maybe Apple will lose his position shortly. And then they have to re-innovate to become the, the next. So everybody leaps 
you know? Yeah. So, so is so this a pattern? So are you, are you saying that you've got the frog that leaps, uh, gets ahead, and then everybody else is catching up, catching up and, and taking and over and taking over and then they lead the, 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 the I mean, the, um, uh, whoever is behind then leaps again. And then it's always, it's, it's a kind of, um, um, going forward and catching up, going forward and, and, and catching up. <laughs> and, and, and this is tied to pivoting. Ajit, did you know Vaz that, that actually, uh, Bill Gates created the first, um, what, what was it called? I actually had to Google the, the MS-DOS Microsoft Disk Operating System, the very first for the very first IBM computer. Bill Gates yeah. was the one who edited it. No, no, IBM yeah. created PC-DOS and Bill Gates took a different route. He sat, he jailed himself and his developers. Jail. He sat in the jail. <laughs> he developed a parallel operating system to beat the copyright the MS and, DOS. and then it became ms dos and this yeah. this is this is a very big thing that is not much spoken about but I since know. i come from that generation i was a young adult at that time and i was following this and it was a very innovative way of beating the copyright so so again coming back to this this is the this is the frog leap <laughs> going back to the frog leap uh, i, I, love I that. wanted to put put a uh, strange spin to uh, the philosophy of Apple and leaping frog. Uh, because when we talk about uh, Steve Jobs, right, when he started Apple, it was a, a computers company, amazing. It stayed a computers company for a very long time. And then people thought that Apple is all about computers. But Steve Jobs, his philosophy, although started with a uh, computer thing, it was about using design and technological innovation to create beautiful products and serve a lot of people. So it's like not computer, you step back a little bit, it's technology and great design to create beautiful products to meet, meet market needs. So in that category, in that spectrum, iPhone fits in, in that spectrum, iPad fits in, in that spectrum, beautiful computers fit in, in that spectrum, in new technology and great, so basically wherever there is new technology and new design, uh, you know, for Steve Jobs, it works. So his spectrum, so he, he's operating from a 10,000 feet level and it's slightly broader, but we thought it's narrowed down to computers. So I think that might be the difference in philosophy. And so it again goes back I, to what I can, yeah, I can just, just um, one second. It, it goes back to what you said, what you mentioned <laughs> Baz, uh, about the inner game, right? Because for me, uh, for not for me, for Steve Jobs, <laughs> for Steve Jobs, it was more of uh, the reflection of his inner philosophy. You know, it, 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 whatever you, whatever he did, it was an, it was a manifestation of what he believed internally. You know, and he had this existential crisis or exploration early on in his life. He was in India and he was exploring and getting lost and stuff like that, hippie and all those things. But that was he, him finding uh, his true inner calling that can be manifested in the form of an external manifestation or whatever so i think it ties in the inner yeah. and external Guys, so we, that's not very clear now that's not very say, clear so can i just say something it is so hilarious me just sitting now and realizing we are all from very techie backgrounds and you can see that because because of where our conversation <laughs> leads so let's just yeah. so people who are watching let's just remind so alejandro what's your background originally um, I uh, originally a uh, chemical engineer. Okay, Vaz, what's your background originally? I'm an IT guy. <laughs> Monjoti, what's your background originally? Yeah, computer science graduate. I've been a coder. <laughs> okay, <my> and Rick, <laughs> what's your what's your original background? Nuclear engineer. <laughs> you couldn't make this up. Here we are talking about Microsoft, um... Apple, IBM. My original background is accounting, so not quite as scientific as yours, however, in that direction. And I was just observing, thinking, oh my goodness, this is just so funny how the conversation so, goes naturally. So Anna, I, I, I want to take a minute and come back to pivoting. Yes. Um, so, 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 uh, <laughs> so if you take Steve Jobs, right? Uh, and Manjot, to, to respond to your thing, Steve Jobs' design principle was to cater to a target audience, which was the typesetter, you know, the, the people who are in press, 
who who create who create books the publishing publishing business that was the target audience of steve jobs and steve jobs brought graphical user design he brought fonts he brought many things into the computer system to aid these uh, publishing companies and with his experience of being in the animation industry so he he had he had he was thrown out of apple and he started a, an animation company so he was very fond of animation so these two were his target audience and his products were designed for this and as he started looking and seeing success in that area he used used what is called as wedging so he started spreading himself with the power of that product and technology into other areas and he kind of made apple almost like a fad so if you are not an apple owner so i remember i used to carry my apple mac to do presentations in 2005 2006 and people used to look at me wide eyes wide mouth open and say wow what's this you are using another non microsoft non ibm device and and i started showing them how apple works and and they were like immediately giving me the position of a tech geek right so wow i mean you you are in the bleeding edge kind of a all i got when i was using apple products in the early or mid 2000 2000s so so now if you if you look at all of this and come back into pivoting what is very very important that we can see from all of this is how do people respond to inflection how do people respond to competition how do people respond to the change in the environment basically fulfilling the needs or even creating new needs of market of customers and and that's where it is very important at this point of time to talk about pivoting and some characteristics of pivoting right what are the different things that organization could do if they were well, I, to look at well i think i think that one 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 area one area that uh, businesses can do uh, in order to uh, pivot effectively is something that uh you 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 i guess you 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 mentioned uh, some somehow but is listening to their customers is i think that when a business is uh isolated from their customers and they just want to go their own way and they want to say okay well i guess uh, customers are not really important i mean and they they put the emphasis on on perhaps development or they put the emphasis on any other area of the business but they try to separate themselves a little bit from their customer base and they don't listen to their customers i think that they are uh, providing a disservice to to, uh, to to the business as a whole so i think that how to pivot effectively i think that one of the ways is by listening to your customers and see what the feedback is coming back and listening to that feedback perhaps there is a time now to make a pivot and to go for it Alejandro, and, that's and, a very interesting point guys you do that. guys just really quickly we're just over by a couple of minutes i'm mindful of time but i think that people who are watching has got have got a good understanding that we have got a lot to talk about when it comes to pivoting no doubt about that and if your business is pivoting at the moment or about to pivot and adapt to the pandemic having a coach a corporate and executive coach or a trainer when it comes to restructuring your business if that's what you're doing will help you to do so successfully so look no further get in touch with us and we will take it from there and we'll see how we can help you to pivot as well and as quickly as you, your business possibly can. All you have to do is email us at info at havetheedge.org um, and we will do the best we can between us 
to make your business as successful as it possibly can be. So guys, that's it from us. This is your chance to say goodbye. Now, uh, Anna, who, yeah. who knows, who knows, who knows, perhaps, perhaps in the future, in the near future, I mean, we can do a pivoting 2.0. <laughs> Volume 2. I, and I can feel that we are not exhausting the conversation. We could certainly go on, as, as you said before, Alejandro, for five hours. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I want to end with one uh, statement, like yeah. my five, five cents to end today's conversation. You know, uh, if you're flexible enough, you can pivot. No matter where you are, if you're flexible enough, if you're willing to try enough things, mm -hmm. if you're willing to learn and find somebody and model them, somebody who's been there, done that, you're going to collapse like 10 years of uh, experience into a few weeks. You don't have to take that hard journey. We have people here, you know, you know, they have what they have learned in 20 years, they can teach you in one month or two months, maybe. Right. So learn from somebody, model somebody, take a trainer, take a coach, take a business coach, learn from others. And if you're right. flexible enough, you can people. Mm. Not to say that it's going, it's going to be easy. It may take time, but you can do it. If you believe you can people because you can. That's all. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and that's a great note to end on. So thank you everyone right. for watching. And like I said, you can get in touch with us via email. And hey, have fun pivoting. Bye bye for now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Have the Edge podcast. Please leave us a rating and a review. Visit our website at www.havetheedge.org to explore our business and entrepreneurial services. If you have any queries, please email info at havetheedge.org. And to keep up to date, please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram.